0: Do you run a PropTech business or are you the founder of a prop tech? Make sure you join the PropTech Association. It's Australia's new not-for-profit association made up of tech people who are passionate about the property industry and committed to improving experiences in how we buy, sell, rent, manage, build and finance property. Joining will give you access to events and networks across Australia and globally that will help you promote and grow your business. Plus, you'll be able to enter the new and exciting PropTech Awards. Go to proptechassociations.com.au. Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. I passionately believe we need to create and grow a sense of community between the innovators and real estate agents and property people, and sharing our stories is a great way to do that. The aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible and to explore the issues and challenges raised by the tech and how they can create amazing property experiences. My guest in this episode is Dean Katz, founder of thirdplace.org, a startup born during COVID as an alternative to working from either home or the office. It helps you find a third place, a local cafe, a hotel, or other venues. Happy to have you pull out your laptop And sit for a few hours, or host a meeting. Now, Dean started Third Place with family members who work across hospitality and tech, and his own background is a corporate lawyer specializing in mergers and acquisitions. So, here to tell us all about it, Dean Katz, welcome to the PropTech podcast.
1: Thank you, Kylie. Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, it's great to be here, and looking forward to the chat.
0: Yeah, thank you. So, look, tell us the elevator pitch for Third Place because I'm fascinated by your tech.
1: Yeah, look, sure. So. I guess the longer elevator, uh, elevator pitch if we were going up a, a few, uh, a few floors. Third place, you know, is a work from anywhere marketplace for people to find inspiring, productive, and collaborative places to work remotely. Mm-hmm. We say as a balance between working from the home, which is the first place, and working from the office, which is the second place. So our mission, you know, really is to drive the millions of people that are now working from uh, home remotely, uh, both within Australia and, and ultimately globally, into third places. So, typically, these are hospitality venues such as cafes, restaurants, hotels, and other public spaces like gyms and play centres and libraries and parks, helping these industries to you know, thrive once again once uh, the pandemic moves through and, and ultimately uh, ends. And at the same time, impl- improving the employee experience for, for, for staff within uh, the corporate uh, space, the mental health and well being uh, of the workforce. And saving companies um, significant costs.
0: Okay, awesome. So, what? So, what's the problem that Third Place is solving for? Because I mean, since COVID's put all this new emphasis, hasn't it, on a, on working from home, and then how we miss coming into work, but only a bit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <Into> yeah, the- <laughs> We want to be social we don't necessarily want to go into well the yes office. exactly
1: That's, so i mean we're, we're a marketplace right so mm-hmm. we look at the um both the problem and the solutions from from two sides um the demand side and the supply side so if we look at the demand side which is you know really there are users we're talking about employees we're talking about entrepreneurs and freelancers uh, and uh, and corporates com- large companies What we've seen, as you said, you know, it's one of the greatest experiments in in social history, Um, millions of people have been forced to work at home remotely. What's happened, uh, again, as a lot of your listeners will will know, is that they've actually found it fairly uh, productive. Um, Initially, there was a lot of hesitation to allowing people to work remotely because we didn't think anyone was capable of doing uh, any work. Well, that's proven to be not, you know, not the case. Um, And there's so many other benefits from being able to work remotely. The, the biggest one for for staff is no commute. Um, it's less costly for employees. You're not having to get public transport, car parking. Of course, uh, for companies, lower rental costs, lower overheads. That increased flexibility and happiness, and ability to um, improve work life uh, work life balance. And then a big one for um, for companies is being able to hire from a far more diverse uh, you know talent pool. So not just having to hire people who live. Near and close to you within Melbourne, for example, but being able to hire really um, the best talent from anywhere. So, some of the uh, some of the stats that have come out of set, you know, uh, using some some figures, ninety five percent of employees have experienced the same or better productivity working remotely, and they wish to continue to do this at least two or three times per week. Um, so that's that's clearly showing, you know, the 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 employees' um, desire to continue doing it that way. Um, but the problem is that as the pandemic has lingered, um, there are some real issues with with working from home too, um, and if, in particularly if it's you know if we're going to solely work from home. And those are uh, and these, some of these are obvious. It's it's super isolating. It's it's very lonely to continue to work from home. We are humans. We crave social interactions and face to face conversations. And while Zoom and Teams and and all these other platforms have been great at facilitating remote work. Um, there's a desire to be more connected as well to colleagues, to our community, culture. You know, company culture is a is a huge one, and, and, and companies are trying to work out how to continue to build company culture in a in a sort of remote uh, environment. Less opportunity to collaborate and, and to be uh, creative. There are barriers between um, you know your work life and your and your social life life because it's all happening from from home. So there's no break between uh, between those two things. And again, something that we're focused heavily on is, um, you know, mental health and well-being at home uh, is is a particular, uh, particular problem. And again, so just to flow those, you know, that a statistic through with you there, while 95% of employees loved uh, the productivity from working from home, now as the pandemic has evolved, 70% of, of them are experiencing burnout due to working from home.
0: Mm. So, and sometimes the coffee's terrible.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: If you're always working from home,
1: <laughs> right? And so, you know, so what's happening is, you know, companies now are all looking at how do they return to office? Um, what does that uh, makeup look like? Um, and what's um, how do you get the, you know, the best benefit from working from home while still uh, working on those those problems? And so, we believe, and a lot of other companies have now announced um, what's called a hybrid model uh, for for, uh, for the workplace which is really a balance between working from the office, working from home, potentially co-working spaces and third places. Uh, you know, and, and this has developed the workplace you know, ecosystem. Um, we don't think the office is dead. It's just going to serve a different purpose. Um, but what is happening is that um, companies are looking at this hub and spoke model. Again, uh, some of you listeners, listeners have probably uh, heard uh, about that. Which is great. Again, that's a sort of satellite office uh, in the CBD, uh, and then co-working spaces uh, and uh, and hubs in in out areas, which is great. But not if you don't live near near or close to the hub.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so again, we're engaging uh, hospitality spaces uh, with a much larger geographically dispersed footprint, so that we can provide true flexibility and equality um, to to staff in that uh, going forward remote model.
0: Okay. So third part, third place is a is a marketplace. So from We've you've just spoken and told us all about from the employee point of view or in, employer point of view, from the supplier of space point of view. How does it work? How does that work?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, of course, you know, on the uh, on the supply side, cafes, restaurants, hotels, we know have suffered tremendously um, during COVID. Um, one of our founders, in fact, works works for uh, the Marriott International um, and. You know their occupancy has dropped as low as ten percent, um, mm. especially during uh, during the week. At weekends, uh, as restrictions have eased, it's, it's picked up as domestic uh, travel has, has has picked up. But um, you know, huge huge losses there. They've lost the corporate um, the corporate client because there's no more global uh, you know global international travel. We know thirty percent of cafes and restaurants uh, are likely to simply vanish because they they've just lost out on that uh, on that revenue. So. Uh what we've managed to do is because the reality is that, you know, these third places, cafes and restaurants and hotels, they do offer um, incredible places to work, free Wi-Fi, power access, food and beverage. Um, they're inspiring environments with privacy in some, in some senses and bustling in others, which is, ma- is maybe what you want. So we um, have developed this marketplace to connect the millions of people working remotely back into these uh, into these spaces.
0: Does, does that mean, Dean, that anyone who's on the third place platform, if I'm, because what I love about it is I'm often, when, when I do go interstate, I often have, you have time between appointments or you're trying to get around town in a, a new town and you often want to prop somewhere for maybe an hour or sometimes even two hours and it feels a little bit rude to sit there just with a cup of coffee and, and do your work and steal people's Wi-Fi. But is that what you're saying is that if there's a business inside the third place platform, then basically you're welcome to come and, and base yourself and work out of there.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a few different, um, you know, case scenarios where, where it can, where it can work. Um, one is exactly, as you've mentioned, I might be moving from client to client or between the office and client and have a two hour gap. I can simply jump onto, um, onto the third place marketplace platform. There's a, a, a search feature. I can type in where I'm currently located uh, and instantly it'll pull up all of the um, cafes, hotels, libraries, every other third place that's on our, that's listed on our, our platform. And either, um, in some cases, uh, I can reserve, and that's predominantly our, our model is that um, there'll be a, a specified price to be able to book that space. I click through, I can read about the space, I can see a, a, a live Google um, um, uh, video images of, of the exact location I'm going to be in. And I push book and that sends a, a notification to the to the venue. They secure the space. Uh, I pay my fee and they can offer me special discounts or, or any other, um, you know, specials that they'd like to um, to draw me in. Um,
0: I don't have to feel guilty. <laughs> I don't have to feel guilty about sitting there on a cup of coffee.
1: Yes, exactly right. And that's, and that's a lot, you know, a lot of the conversations we're having with um, the hospitality uh, venues is, You know, some of them will say to us, but I don't want people coming in sitting and having, you know, just one coffee. Um, uh, The the others, and these tend to be the, um, uh, you know, the the ones who are really um, keen to kind of uh, improve their revenue and that they'll say to us, well, I would rather have someone sitting in my coffee shop with their laptop open having a coffee because if my staff can't sell them a breakfast if they've been sitting there, you know, since 7 o'clock in the morning or a lunch if they've been sitting there the whole day, I would rather them sitting in my coffee than in Starbucks or, in or, you know, in some yeah. other um, uh, place. So um, and then not just between moving between, um, you know, clients and that, it's also if I'm sitting working from home, I could find the, all the locations that are uh, near me. If I wanted to have a collaboration meeting between, you know, myself and my five-person team or my 10-person team, I could find a location. It might be outside of the CVD but that's convenient for all of us uh, in the southeast or in the North to, to get to,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: to be able to work, um, yeah, whether it's for a few hours or for a full day.
0: Awesome, okay. And now let's hear a word from our sponsors. For almost 16 years, Direct Connect has made moving easy for over 1.2 million renters and homeowners by arranging connections to a wide range of services from electricity and gas to internet and pay TV. With a national team of local account managers who are experts in the industry, Direct Connect are there to support your real estate business with competitive rewards for every successful connection, plus an industry-leading rewards program. The connection process is simple, and Direct Connect's always-on guarantee ensures your customers will be connected on the day they move in. Direct Connect offers a range of market leading suppliers and Direct Connect has now made it even easier than ever to send connections directly integrating with MRI software's property tree. So in just a few clicks while processing a tenancy, you can send the connection details through and get your customers connected. To make the right connection and find out how Direct Connect can make moving easy for you and easy for your customers, visit agents.directconnect.com.au or call 1300 Double five eight one six nine. How did you come up with the idea? Is it was it born out of COVID, or, or how long have you been working on it for?
1: Yeah, we are a COVID uh, COVID born business.
0: Ah, COVID <laughs> we, Very new.
1: So we started. Yeah, we started um, in March of last mm-hmm. year. Um, really. Uh, so what happened? As as I think a lot of your listeners uh, would know, is as soon as we were all forced to work from home. As I mentioned, I'm a partner of a. A law firm in Melbourne and so I was no different to a lot of others myself and uh, my team of lawyers were, were grabbed our laptops and keyboards and and sort of all scurried on uh, on home and uh, I used to, I, I traditionally and I think a lot of your listeners probably too um, event at some point or another have worked from a, a a coffee shop and had a had a coffee popped open the laptop and, and done a bit of work so I used to do that a fair bit now because the you know the monotony of working from home was really starting to kick in and uh, it was becoming quite lonely and isolating for me. I would often take a walk down to my local uh, coffee shop. Of course, I know the owners, so we we started you know chatting as we usually do, and um, it became clear then as the restrictions started hitting in how badly they were being uh, impacted by by COVID. And that was really then the light bulb moment. Literally sitting there at the at the cafe, looking you know looking out into the into the suburbs and thinking, well there are there are now thousands of people who are working in and around this one cafe. Whereas during the week, typically they would have been off in the in the CBD. How can we get those thousands of people back into this uh, into this cafe? And then if you take it more globally, how do we get um, you know the millions of people uh, back into these industries uh, that need it? Um, so that's that's really you know that's really how it started. Um, I spoke to my brothers probably that that day and uh, who are the, my co-founders. Uh, in fact, two of my brothers, one lives in uh, Canberra and the others in uh, in um, the Gold Coast. And um, we said to ourselves, "All right, let's build. You know, let's build it." And we gave ourselves thirty days to build um, the marketplace. Uh, and we managed to get that happening. We started validating the concept. We were speaking to cafes, we were speaking to restaurants. As I said, my you know one of my brother, who's, a, who's the co-founder, works for Married International. He started speaking to hotels and other hotel operators. And uh, and we validated the concept. People people love it. It really resonates with our um, our venues, and then also with companies. I started speaking to my staff. I started speaking with other uh, leaders and, and seeing if this is something that uh, would work well for them, and, and certainly it did.
0: Awesome. What's it, what's your business model? You mentioned sort of briefly before, but do do I have to pay for anything, everything booked through um, third place, or are there different levels?
1: Um, so, you know, our business model, essentially there are different types of listings that um, uh, that can apply. Some are paid listings. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a, a cafe or a restaurant might list, um, a spa- and they can list various spaces within their venue. So they might list a two-seater, a three-seater, a four, a five, or a collaboration table for 10. Uh, they set the features that they, uh, that they have, whether it's free Wi-Fi, power access, pet-friendly, privacy space, or, or whatever the case is. They can do this all custom... Um, themselves just like uh, just like a, a host could do on on airbnb mm-hmm. and they set their price um and so again full flexibility for the uh, venues to decide how much they want to charge they could charge say for a two-seater space um two dollars uh, two dollars an hour uh for a 10-seater collaboration space ten dollars an hour or they could charge by the day so they could have um you know ten dollars for the day or twenty dollars for the day for a two-seater space and $100 a day for, um, you know, for a space for six or seven or, or, or up to ten. Um, then users can jump on and, uh, and search and find these places and, and book them. Uh, typically what would happen is the expenditure that uh, that is spent on the booking fees goes towards food and beverage within the store, so you're technically right. not paying more to, to get the space. Yep. But at the same time, a, a number of the... Um, The venues that are on our platform are looking at how they can potentially monetize their space as well. If these are places that people really want and it's a it's a great place to work, someone might very well pay an extra two or three dollars to make sure that they've got it booked and secured for the day, uh, in addition to um, you know spending money on um, on food and beverage while they're while they're in there. Mm -hmm. And of course, the hotels are doing exactly that. So a number of the hotels that are on our our platform, they'll say um, for a day pass is hundred dollars or. $80 Eighty dollars or one hundred and twenty dollars, and if you want to then stay overnight, it's it's extra. If you want to order food from the minibar, then it's uh, then it's more. So there's certainly the opportunity to monetize uh, the space as well.
0: Though that, I mean, that's what I love about it because often you're in, you know, if you're trying to find uh, a working space, is you know, I, I think when I've been overseas and you just you just want a spot to to go for the day just to hide and get some work done that's not necessarily your hotel room, um, and uh, you don't mind paying something but just the the difficulty of having to look through a million different sites to to find something that's local or nearby or that, that, i think that's a, that's an awesome awesome feature that you've got there
1: exactly it's all there in the in the one place and i, I used to do the same i'll jump on timeout and i try and find the best places to um you know they call them coffices you know um, <laughs> cafe, cafe offices you know and then i jump on urban list and um, you know a bunch of the others, but yeah, the, well, this is the one-stop shop to find uh, these types of places to work remotely. And just, just you know, covering off on I guess on the on the business model from a uh, from the venues perspective. So we uh, we will move to a, a commission model, mm-hmm. um, something fairly reasonable, something in the order of 10 to 15% uh, charged to the uh, to the venues for um, you know the fees or the transaction uh, fees that it goes through our platform. But at the moment, to help the industry, we're, we're, we're free. Um, you know, we're, we're keen to get as many on board and, and help for so long as COVID is around, um, we'll, we'll continue to, to offer that for free. There's no no listing fees. There's no um, uh, you know, other subscription fees for, for, for companies. Um, and so it's really just about getting people on the platform, uh, using it, enjoying the, uh, in, enjoying the experience.
0: So how many businesses have you got on the site now? What, what kind of traffic are you doing?
1: Yeah, so we've got. um, So we 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 were going to launch in uh, in Melbourne, but uh, again, this was height of uh, the restrictions in Melbourne. So we then moved to the Gold Coast.
0: Right. Uh, I noticed that you did have a lot of Gold Coast, Canberra, and Melbourne properties (laughs) on it.
1: So so now we you know we really are growing quite quite well. We're in Melbourne, we're in Sydney, we're in um, in in Brisbane, including the the Gold Coast and in Canberra. Mm -hmm. We've probably got about. Uh, 60 venues in total in Melbourne, about 60 in Brisbane, including the Gold Coast, maybe about 20 in Canberra and about 20 uh, in Sydney. Um, We've got some really beautiful boutique hotels like the Emporium uh, in Brisbane. Uh, The Ridges has just come on board uh, in Sydney um, from a hotel perspective offering their work-from-hotel products. Uh, We've got a bunch of organic users that come on and, and sort of we can see are searching through the platform and uh, and looking to make bookings, but at the same time a key a key focus of ours at the moment is on partnering with corporates. So we're in you know really advanced discussions with a number of companies, typically with five hundred to a thousand staff, some more and, and some uh, a, a few less, about giving access to their platform to our platform to their uh, to their staff. Um, okay. So. So this in this first quarter of this year we're looking to run a, a a beta test to you know to really test out the platform and we know there's some functionality we want to add but we want to get that feedback from users so we should have uh, about 10 to 20 companies this quarter um, with about 500 to 1000 staff so we're looking at about you know 5 to 10,000 uh, users within the next couple of months running through the platform which will give us great intel into what people like and don't like and and really inform our uh, the next move for third place
0: that's great well done i prefer you're a very young business so that that's a really great adoption and take up as a real estate agent you know you need to be doing more content marketing but creating posts for social media creating videos and reports is hard work lots of hard work and it takes time so that's why you need home preso if you're a typical agent posting one or two social media posts a week, Homepresso can save you between 75 to 100 hours a year. How many more properties could you sell with if you had that time back? HomePrezo can help you create engaging, informative videos about how the property market in your local suburb is performing. Plus, it makes creating suburb reports, rental videos for landlords and social media infographics an absolute piece of cake. If you can type in a suburb or type an address, you can create a Prezo using Home Prezo in just a few minutes. Listeners to the PropTech podcast receive a 14-day free trial. Now, that's twice as long as the normal free trial. So go to homeprezo.com.au and click the sign up button and use the code PropTech to get your extended free trial. Or click the link in our show notes. What does the future of commercial, like working in an office, look like? Do you think? Yeah. As we go through this.
1: Yeah. Well, look. I mean, it's it's a bit of a difficult one to you know to predict. I think. I think the reality is that um, you know remote work, flexible working arrangements are here to stay. Um, that is the you
0: know. I hope so.
1: Yeah, of our model. Um, and so I think what will happen within CBDs is we will see, as leases come up for, for renewal or expire, there will be a, a shrinking down of, of office presence within the CBDs. Um, I think, you know, commercial um, property owners, landlords are going to have to start looking at how they repurpose um, their facilities. I don't think the office is dead. I think people will still need to come into the office for, for a particular purpose, but, again, the purpose will uh, will change. they will be far more co- collaborative, far more open spaces, and uh, and just a bit of a different environment. Um, and and certainly, again, I think over the next you know five years, people are going to move further and further out. Urbanisation and um, geographically dispersed workforces will prevail. Um, and so, there's a huge opportunity within those outer areas for well co-working, you know, co-working spaces, uh, and of course for third place.
0: Fantastic. Is there a way that existing that real estate agents or developers or even commercial landlords at the moment could use your tech?
1: Yeah. Well, that's so. That's it's interesting. You mentioned that since um, again, since starting up, and and I'm fairly uh, active on on LinkedIn. Um, I've been following what a lot of the large commercial uh, real estate agents and you know workplace consultants have been saying about the future of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot out there, you know, JL, JLL, Cushman-Wakefield, Collier, Savills, uh, a bunch of them have put out, you know, um, papers and podcasts and and, and other guidelines. Uh, and a lot of them are talking about the uh, hub and spoke and the, you know, the hybrid models and the work from anywhere revolution. Um, in fact, I recently had a, a great conversation with um with someone from Cushman and Wakefield. Wayf- she's the human geographer and workplace strategy manager, um, you know, and she's advising uh, corporate clients on, on what that uh, return to work and what that mix and that ecosystem of office, home, uh, third places, which, which she, she absolutely loved. Um, Who is that? Tika Hessing. Oh,
0: Tika, yes, hello. Hey, shout out to Tika. <laughs> I thought it must have been. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and that was just great, you know. And, and at the end of that conversation, we spoke about well, how can we cross refer to each other and uh, and and keeping that conversation going. And so I really think, yeah, there's there's certainly a lot of opportunity for um, for the um, advisors and you know real estate agents to advise in that in that space if they if they jump on board.
0: So the collaborations that you're doing with some of the commercial uh, business, the commercial businesses that you're that you're working with, um, how does that work? Like, like, just give me a little bit more detail on on that. If I'm a if I'm a law firm with 500 lawyers working for me, how do I work with um, with third place?
1: So yeah, look. Uh, so a collaboration with um, with one of our uh, corporate clients. Um, typically, they'll find us out, or, or we'll we'll seek them out. Uh, we have a, a an initial discussion with them about what the platform is, and we, you know, we'll, we'll do a demo. They will. Um, uh, there's a there's a huge, there's a bit of an onboarding process, so we'll send an email which will go out to all their staff explaining about what Third Place is and how they go about uh, booking spaces. Um, mm-hmm. What's What's been beautiful in the last little while, based on some of the discussions we're having with them, is in fact they want to now offer um, stipends or allowances to their staff. Okay. Um, to spend on third place, so we're working with them on a uh, effectively a, a, you know, a digital credit card that can be used to book spaces on our platform, and then even to um, buy food and beverage while in store. Again, in partnership uh, and in collaboration uh, with um, you know online ordering platforms. So again, we're working with them on the side to sort of integrate with uh, with our platform.
0: It's kind of like a Google Food. You know, yeah,
1: <laughs> in, exactly. In install store, working remotely, and so that you know, and that's basically the process. They would then um, jump on. They would find the space that they wanna that they wanna work. They would book it if it's uh, if it's on the corporate um, digital credit card and within their allowance. They would just simply pay for it using the card. Yep. Uh, they turn up and they and they work and hopefully they have a great experience and uh, and then they they do it again.
0: Fantastic. So, Dean, this has been really fascinating. Tell me, what do you think the next five years holds? Get your crystal ball out for the real estate industry, and especially for flexible working.
1: Yeah. So, look, I, I really, very much do believe in this hybrid model. I and mean, there's a lot of articles out there about the office is dead, and uh, you know everyone working to, moving towards a full remote uh, strategy. I mean, Twitter's recently come out saying they came out early in the pandemic saying that 100 percent of their workforce was going to uh, you know work remotely. Uh, I don't think that's that's the case. I think there will very much be this uh, workplace uh, ecosystem, uh, home, office, co-working spaces, potentially, uh, you know the hubs and third places. Um, I think there's no question that flexible work uh, is is gonna is going remain um, as workforces become more and more geographically dispersed. As technology continues to evolve, as leaders become more proficient in sort of managing remote teams, and as companies start realizing the cost savings and the productivity benefits to be gained from it, uh, it's just going to happen. You know, it's going to happen more and more.
0: So, what does the future look like? What's your roadmap look like? You're a very young startup, but uh, and you've obviously made some great traction so far. So, what does the next uh, next couple of years look like for you guys?
1: Yeah, so, look I mean, the future is very exciting for us, as you as you said, being a... a,
0: a Have you given up your day job? Are you still a, are you still a lawyer?
1: No, this, this is for <laughs> okay. my side hustle. So.
0: <laughs> That's all right. We love a side hustle.
1: I was about to announce my resignation <laughs> right, uh, on this podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, no, look, it's, it, it's very exciting for us. There's, there's no question that, you know, 2021, I think is going to be an interesting year for everyone. Mm. The pandemic is not over, and so it's going to continue to throw... Um, you know, plenty of challenges to at the industry that we're looking to help. Uh, it'll it'll pose some roadblocks for us, various lockdowns and and other things. But the beauty that we've always had and that we've we, we've still got now is actually we've used this pandemic period to validate our idea to onboard venues to have discussions with with companies and to see which way it starts going. And we can just pivot and manoeuvre as that uh, as that happens. But the next five years, I think we're going to see extraordinary, you know, extraordinary growth. I think we're very well, we'll be very well positioned at that point um, uh, for it. Uh, I think once domestic travel opens up, you know, uh, without restriction, uh, once a, a, the vaccine has been effectively rolled out, and once you know, global and national travel uh, resumes, that takes our company again to a whole new level because now you're not just looking about being able to. Uh, work within your area. If you're traveling uh, interstate, you can find somewhere to work remotely in Sydney or in Adelaide or over in in Perth. And if you, of course, going overseas, and uh, our plans uh, are fairly aspirational to to make this global, you can do the same. You can find a third place anywhere uh, within the world.
0: Fantastic. And I think it's going to be so interesting to see because in Sydney, where where we are, the local high street in our Suburb didn't take a backward step really. Like so, while everyone was not going into town any longer, like the local shops. Once the the, the shock of um, and local cafes. Once the shock of um, COVID kind of abated, people started to and you know new cleaning regimes and new changing. People did start to go back to their local cafes and support their local restaurants quite in as, as much as they could. So, what's I guess going to happen in the next. Five years in our cities is going to be our CBDs. The mix of how we work, live, and play in the cities is going to change, as and a lot of those current commercial office spaces are going to be converted into things that we can't even imagine quite yet. I imagine.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly right, and that's and that's you know that's the interesting that's the interesting flip side. So while you know CBD offices are, are going to have to look to how they repurpose, you know, and whether they convert. Uh, office space more into residential or into hotels or, you know, or or other.
0: spread by the hour, yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and and that's how we look at it. We're we're almost, you know, we're almost doing the opposite. We're taking uh, hospitality, uh, you know, hospitality venues and saying, well, how do we turn these a bit more into uh, mixed-use workspaces? Mm. Um, uh, Of course, on the flip side, yeah, that's that's, um, what will need to happen and it may very well be that, you know, 15-minute minutes, fifteen minute cities is what happens within here like they're looking to do in in, in Paris and various other European countries. So.
0: Fantastic. Well, Dean, it's been absolutely awesome talking to you. Congratulations on the launch of um, Third Place.
1: Thank you so much, Carly. I've really appreciated uh, meeting with you and uh, it's been great. Thanks for the discussion.
0: Great to have you on the PropTech podcast. That was Dean Katz, founder of thirdplace.org, a new website that helps you find venues to work without the guilt of using your local cafe on a single cup of coffee. And it's the first prop tech that we've profiled that has been a true child of COVID. Now, I think this is a clever idea. As someone who's used to travel a lot for business before COVID, I've often looked for places to sit quietly for a couple of hours between appointments where I could just get some work done because there is something really comforting, isn't there, about being around people, but not having to engage unless you really want to. The coffee is usually better than home. You know that you're not gonna get interrupted by um, some coworker that you can't stand, but having the bustle and noise around helps you feel connected and it can help you focus. And as COVID drags on, and social isolation is becoming a bigger issue and it's really changing our workplaces. It means that finding a third option that's not home and not the office is becoming increasingly common. So having a central place like thirdplace.org where you can go and check out the different options uh, that are happy to take your business, it makes a lot of sense. So well done Dean and the team. I know I'm gonna be a regular user of Third Place. So, now if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech podcast, I'd love you to tell all your friends or drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn, or on our Facebook page, which you can now find at Kylie Davis PropTech. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, and Anchor, and where all good podcasts are heard. And I'd really love it if you could subscribe or leave us a review. I'd like to thank my audio support team, Charlie Hollands and Sam Hollins, and the fabulous Jill Escudero and our wonderful sponsors, Direct Connect, making movie easy, smidge official wines of the PropTech community and Home Prezzo now part of ActivePipe and making marketing automation easier than ever before. If you are a PropTech, make sure you join the PropTech Association of Australia and join like-minded tech people who are passionate about the property industry and committed to improving experiences in how we buy, sell, rent, manage, and build and finance property go to PropTechAssociation.com.au. Until next week, everyone, thanks so much. Keep on PropTeching.